You're listening to Breaking Biz Dev with John Tyerman and Mark Wainwright. Conversations that break down, beat up, and redefine business development for the professional services firms of tomorrow. And now for your hosts, John and Mark. Hi, gang. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Biz Dev. We've got another fun episode for you today for all you professional services, marketers, owners, founders, practitioners out there. We're going to talk about revenue-centric strategic planning. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm well. Good to see you, John. Yeah, it's good to see you too. It's an early morning over there on the West Coast. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this uh, before we hopped on. What's one thing that's happening in your world, and I can share something that's happening in mine that's related to strategic planning? Well, we're sitting down talking about this in um, you know sort of the fourth quarter of 2023 here, and this is top of mind for uh, a lot of organizations and a lot of people. And recently, I've had some conversations with the the organizations I work with about the future, you know, about planning, about strategy, about what's 2024 look like. So this is, this is very relevant. I've had some recent conversations with clients about this. I have, I have led them through my thinking on revenue centric strategy. Uh, and, uh, it's, 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 it's going well. I think through this conversation, we'll kind of uncover that, unpack it a little bit more. And hopefully people will understand that um, this is a really great lens uh, or a really great way to look at strategy. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation because everything should tie back to revenue. I think that's a good guiding principle. And I'm excited to unpack this with you. And you've got a lot of really great points that we're going to dive into. So I'll share one thing for me. Part of my strategic planning is diversifying my offering for different types of customers. So last week, I launched a pilot test for a podcast coaching service. It actually got great feedback from my client. After a strategy workshop, we drafted his ideal profile, his show concept, episode, topic ideas, got a long list of potential names for his podcast. So that was just one thing playing into my, my planning is how my offerings are taking shape. So that was, that was my one thing. Perfect. Perfect. This seems to be timely and relevant. Let's dive into revenue-centric strategic planning. Um, so we're going to beat this thing up. Strategic planning. It's something a lot of firms are going through, especially in Q4 right now, during, this time of, during the time of this recording. So walk me through it, Mark. What is strategic planning? Yeah, let's... Let's let's beat it up a little bit because you know I just picture our our wonderful friends, the business developers, wandering into the big conference room with a handful of folks, you know, and it's they put the sign on the door says "Do not disturb." We are doing strategic planning, right? I'm, I'm picturing it in my mind's eye. There they are. They're going to lead this fantastic session, right? So first of all, right? Let's let's talk about strategic planning. And there's a and th- uh, th- these ideas are not, you know original. There are a lot of people out there who believe, as I do, that just the term strategic planning is a complete oxymoron, right? It's terribly wonderful. Jumbo shrimp, right? It's that's, that's what we're, right? That's what we're talking about here. It's like strategy and people are going, what is he talking about? Well, strategy and planning are different things. They're, 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 I think they're 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 contradictory 
they're potentially even in conflict. Um, okay, let me pause you right there, Mark. How would you define strategy? Strategy is something that is focused on external forces. Planning is focused on your internal internal business activities, your internal processes, right? So, so strategy is completely focused on external forces, things that are happening in the marketplace, and how your organization is either going to address the challenges or take advantage of the opportunities that are coming at you um, externally. Strategy focuses on things that are not under your control. Planning generally focuses on the things that are under your control. How are you going to run your business? You know, how can you be more efficient? All those types of things. Yeah, I like to think about strategy as how you win. And to me, that sounds like a plan. So I guess, let me ask you this. Does all strategy need a plan? I think it's a it's a fair question because we get into this whole thing and it, uh, about, you know, First, I think we'd agree that all planning isn't necessarily strategic, right? That's that that probably makes a lot of sense. And, and, and then you think, well, okay, so does does strategy need planning? And I would say, to a degree, if you if you if you have an idea, right? If you have this kernel of of strategy in order to in order to actually execute on that, you need to understand what to do first, what to do next, what to do third, et cetera, right? So that ends up starting to look like a plan. But I think the 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 creativity uh, that, uh, that is needed to create that kernel of an idea, that strategic idea. It's not necessarily a plan. It's okay. There's an opportunity in the marketplace. This thing has emerged and we can take advantage of it. That's a strategy. Uh, we have to develop a strategy in order to, to, to attack that. And then, you know, a plan comes alongside of that to help execute on it. But I think that a lot of people are led astray when they're doing a strategic planning exercise. And most of the conversation in t- inside of that conference room ends up just being a planning conversation about how we're going to spend a budget for next year uh, and you know how, how we're going to align our internal resources to you know continue doing what we're doing right now business development or yeah. So yeah, I don't want to strategic. I guess the point, right. The point, all of this strategic planning, that's a little bit of a conflict. People should think about them as different things and think of them as both strategy and planning are important, but require different approaches, different mindsets and looking at things through a little bit different lens. Great points. Great points. Yeah, they should be separated and looked at in two different lenses. Okay, so let's take a look at strategic planning through the lens of revenue. Or maybe just strategy. <laughs> You're right. I'm getting caught up in using that terminology here. Um, it's everybody does. Everybody does. It's so easy to. It's a trap. Well, that's what we're here to do is to break it down and beat it up. So we need to get used to that ourselves. So let's break down strategy yeah. into buckets for revenue, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, to ground this whole this whole strategic exercise, just to to look at strategy and to look at a particular element of your practice, um, to really focus down and to ground the whole thing in reality. I think looking at revenue is fantastic. 
So that's, that's why we're going to look at strategy with a laser focus on revenue. Okay. So your first bucket that you have is to look at the previous period or previous year, depending on how you look at your business, and where did that revenue come from? Right. So the, th- so, so the, the, the first of the three, and we'll get there, the first one is, from a revenue standpoint, where did the dollars and cents come from? Right. So what's working currently? Right. What worked? What, what, what clients were, were, were part of, that, were part of that, that revenue? And what share broke down between each one? Uh, what industries were there in? Um, what, what worked from a, from a marketing perspective? What worked and what didn't work? Uh, from a you know prospecting sort of sales team doer seller perspective, um, what did your internal doer sellers, principals, partners, whoever they are inside your organization, what revenue did they generate through various activities? Um, what revenue came from existing clients? Was that profitable? Was that successful? Uh, so we can break the previous revenue down a number of different ways. And who's typically involved in that process? Is it a collaborative effort in your experience, or is it just one person going into data silos and pulling information and then slicing and dicing it? I would say, first off, it's smart for anyone to approach strategy and developing you know, what you're going to be working on or focusing on next year. Um, with plenty of research, but I think pretty quickly on, um, it's smart to engage with all these clients. It's smart to engage with the external audiences, the people, you know, where the revenue came from. So from a marketing standpoint, if you have particular sources of revenue that were attributed to marketing, I think it's important for marketing to have a conversation with those, those clients and under, understand from that client's perspective what worked, what didn't work, you know, what, um, what led you um, in our direction, you know, what, uh, what, what particular marketing information did you find particularly useful, educational, helpful in your search? Because a lot of these clients that you have found themselves on an often confusing trail trying to find their way through all this information to a particular professional services firm that could help them, that could help them fix a problem. So going back to them and engaging and understanding what part of, what part of all of that worked really well leads us to, um, okay, what particular things were we doing that were particularly useful for our, for our customers? And that kind of qualitative research is really important. Even if you just hear a story from, let's say it's one of your best customers or your best client, and you want to get more clients like that one, it's important to take a look at what they have to say. Um, I think that's a great example of connecting strategy back to external forces, back to the market. So we talked about where did the revenue come from, looking at revenue from different marketing channels, different industries, from sales prospecting from existing or repeat clients, different types of projects. Is there anything else that firms should be looking at in terms of where the revenue came from? I mentioned it earlier that uh, we want to understand which revenue sources, which clients were most profitable. That's important, and that can be done through you know going back and looking at the numbers. Because obviously, you want to be doing 
whatever activities were were done previously that ultimately resulted in a profitable engagement, you want to be repeating those. Conversely, anything that went sideways that was not a profitable engagement, you want to be shedding those. Um, you want to also look at which of those engagements were not just profitable, hopefully they, they all are, but not just profitable, but also really, really successful in that the scope, schedule, budget were, were on target. Everybody emerged from the work done um, overjoyed. You've got, you've created, you know, raving fans uh, from the, from the work that was, that was done. So, so I think there's a, there's a quantitative and a qualitative aspect of that as well. So I think this backwards look, this, this forensic digging into um, where the revenue come previous, come from previously, you know, how can we attribute it? How's it broken down different industries? What revenue ended up really creating a successful situation? What didn't, what was profitable, what wasn't is um, really important. And then I think the last the last piece of all of this is okay. So we made some 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 plans, or we made some educated guesses uh, on all of these things. We made we made guesses on how much revenue could be attributed through a marketing channel. How much how much revenue would come from existing clients, um, etc. How did we do? How did we do? Did we those educated guesses, those targets or goals we set for all these different buckets and these different metrics? How how do we do? Let's compare that. And if you were right on target, great. If the market's changing, what do you need to change? Uh, but if you didn't, you know, if you were way off on your on your goals or your targets or your guesses, what happened? Why did that happen? Was it uh, were there things happening externally that you weren't aware of uh, that you failed to address? Um, what happened? And that's a that's a, an important thing to understand on this sort of like retrospective looking at where revenue came from. Yeah. It's kind of like balancing your checkbook or reconciling a little bit. Yeah, sure. Okay. So we talked about looking at where revenue comes from or where did the revenue come from within the previous period. Your second bucket that you have is looking at what's the potential revenue in the pipeline. So let's dive into that. That's immediate. Your, your, your pipeline revenue is staring you in the face. That is, um, everything that hopefully will close in the next few months or so that will um, contribute to what your team is working on in the in the foreseeable future, whether it's a long term project or a short term project. So we're we're looking at at kind of today. That is that is our that is our moment in time. You can take a snapshot of what your your pipeline looks like today, and hopefully most organizations out there who are doing any of this well have a reasonable pipeline to to review. So we take a similar, similar view of the, of the pipeline. Where, where, where is that? Who are these, who are these clients? Who are these potential, potential customers? What industry are they in? What, um, what, what channel, you know, how can we attribute them? Uh, you know, was it, did they, did they find their way to us through a marketing channel? Um, is that prospective client a, a repeat client? Uh, did they come through some sales prospecting led by a, a firm partner or a doer seller? You know, where did that where did that come from? 
right? So that's that's a that's a, an important snapshot for the pipeline. It seems like this approach is building on the last one a little bit because when you go through that exercise of looking back and seeing where revenue came from, closed one revenue, we know that we closed the business, we got the revenue, and looking at it like that, seeing which segments and which channels are the most profitable or contributed to the highest margin revenue, you can take those insights and then apply them to what's currently in the, pr- the pipeline and projecting, okay, we're going to close 80% of what's in there. And oh, by the way, the ones that have the highest degree or highest chance of success came from this channel. Oh, and th- that's the channel we identified in our previous session. Right, right. So this gets even more timely, even more specific than the previous revenue because it is staring us in the face, right? It is, it is right there. And there's other things that you can start to measure for opportunities that are in your pipeline. Which ones are moving? You know, which ones have a good sense of energy? You know, which, which ones have been in there for the shortest amount of time? Which ones are laggards? Which ones have been in there for a really long time and are kind of stuck? Can we start to associate either, you know, sources where they came from or industries or who we're talking with at the, at the prospective client organization? So we can look at current pipeline performance, average contract amount, how fast are they moving, how, how, um, how well are they performing inside of our pipeline right now? And then we can start to make some, some connections, some connections there. Um, and, you know, again, all of this is, you know, we can look at all of this in a similar previous period. We can say, okay, so historically our pipeline has had this particular makeup. We've had this particular, you know, opportunity age, you know, the amount of time it takes to originate and then close an opportunity. Here's our contract value that was in our our previous pipeline snapshot. So we can set goals and targets around all these particular metrics. And then we can say, okay, how are we doing? How are we doing compared to, to, to what we were doing before? So that's the, that's the great thing about a pipeline is the pipeline has this immediacy um, of everything that's happening right now. Okay. So let me say this to you in another way, just so I understand. So you're saying that the pipeline, because it's a snapshot in time, you can take that snapshot and compare it to a snapshot in the past and say, okay, how is the pipeline growing in terms of opportunities we have in the pipeline? And how do we feel about that compared to the previous snapshot? Am I reading that right? Yep. Yeah. And that, that, that previous uh, period could be monthly, that could be quarterly, uh, probably too short of a period is is not as uh, doesn't have as much utility. Uh, so yeah, quarterly, annually, those those snapshots are are very important. And from those various snapshots, you can look at trends over time to see which way you're headed. Excellent. And so speaking of compounding these different lenses in which we're looking at, we talked about where the revenue came from. We talked about what's the potential revenue in the pipeline right now. So the third bucket that you have in terms of looking at a revenue centric strategy is over the course of the next period or the next year, where do we want this revenue to come from? So future revenue. Right. So this pays all of that off. This, this looks at you know, where the revenue came from and how it performed. It looks at our current situation. And then we're going to start to create these um, kind of visions of the, of, of the future. You know, what, what activities, marketing what prospecting prospecting activities? What should we be undertaking? Um, that's going to um, you know increase certain certain areas that that we need to we need to focus on. You know, are we 
Um, if we've got the vast majority of our revenue from existing clients, but there's something wrong with those engagements, if they're not profitable, if they're, um, if they're not effective or the clients aren't overjoyed, um, you know, what, what marketing can we be doing? What prospecting can we be doing differently? That's going to start to change that, change that makeup. Um, you know, are we, are we suffering through the same, uh, types of engagements with difficult clients again and again, or are we doing things differently on the front end, on the marketing, the selling end to be able to start to start to change that? This connects back to what you said in the beginning of the episode where you were talking about how strategy needs to be grounded in external forces. Right. So you said just then, what are we doing differently? Right. How is the market responding differently? And how do we adjust and what activities do we do that are different? So I want to just call that out. I think that's really important to connect that back to what you were saying earlier. You're absolutely right. What we said earlier was uh, if, if planning is all about how we're going to run our organization I think strategy is largely about how we're going to change our organization and how are we going to change our organization to, to address these forces that are out of our control, that are coming at us from all directions externally in the marketplace, or are things that we are completely blind to that we need to be aware of. This is an interesting bucket because many firms have lofty growth goals, but don't have the resources to be able to achieve that growth. So where does that balance come into play? Maybe we can talk about this on a different episode or if it's too much, but in your experience, how do firms typically land on this? They say, we want to grow by X amount. Well, I think what, what you know, if we're really talking about true strategy, right, which requires ingenuity and creativity and change, right, I think that if, if, a, if an organization recognizes that something is happening externally that they need to chase after, I think what needs to happen internally is probably way more radical than they would either they they would ever sort of anticipate meaning big change big shifts big changes in how you do things how you approach things how you what the goals you set how you're pushing money around uh for for marketing or for um you know networking or you know whatever whatever category you're 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 throwing dollars and cents into i think radical shifts in that will yield what people are trying to do, which is, you know, make, make big changes, make big changes. Oh, there's a particular marketplace that hasn't been overall, you know, um, a good performer for us. The, the, the revenue has been modest. The profit has been minimal. I think a lot of times you'll see, oh, well, let's just start, let's just keep kind of doing, let's just kind of keep doing what we've done. Right. And hope that, hope that things will change themselves which is never the case, right? Things don't ever change themselves. So I think um, when you're looking forward and you're seeing particular areas um, that are strategic areas of focus, organizations need to take a radical shift in how they're investing time, resources, dollars uh, to address those changes. Because, you know, just doing the same thing, maybe just slightly differently from year to year, I don't think is going to yield the, 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 the change that that organizations want. And that's why so many professional services firms grow at a sub 10% clip is because they're not doing things radically different than they were last year. Right. And they may, they may be falling short of growth goals because of that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, what we're talking here is, you know, if you, if you are, if you are, are budgeting and you say we need to put 70% of the money that we're, 
going to spend next year into the same basic 70% that we did last year, but you're expecting different results, that you need to wipe the slate clean and say, hey, we're, we need a radical rethink, a radical reinvestment, uh, because if we actually see the opportunity in the marketplace or this big change is coming, we need to shift things wholesale. And a lot of times that's a little bit un, you know, uncomfortable because you've got individuals internally that are used to doing the same things over and over again, right? Uh, and potentially you're ill-equipped for the you know, future resources that might be required to do that, people, expertise internally, et cetera. So that's a daunting task, but so many organizations just simply fall short of the change they wish to see because they don't make the, the, the sufficient significant changes in the way they spend resource, even just think about, um, you know, next year. So Mark, we talked about looking through revenue as a lens for building your firm's strategy. We talked about looking at where revenue came from in the previous period or the previous year. We talked about where's the potential revenue right now in our pipeline and how does that snapshot compare to snapshots in the past And then we talked about over the course of the next period or the next year, where do you want that revenue to come from? So yeah, revenue is a great lens to look through when you're building a strategy for your firm. I love uh, looking at this this strategy exercise through revenue because it's very real and it's very tangible. uh, And, you know, if people are, you know, highly speculative and wanting to chase pie in the sky ideas for next year, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? It's, you know, show me the money, right? If you, if you want to chase this new idea, if you think this new direction, that's going to require, you know, all these shifts in our organization, show, show me, show me where the revenue is going to come from. Right. And I know that a lot of this can be an educated guess, right? We're approaching, approaching a lot of this strategy work with a bit of a hypothesis but it needs to be grounded in something. And, you know, and the, the, the real saying, right, is the proof of the pudding is in the eating, right? So it's, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a, take a good bite of it and just, you know, that's, that's going to tell us whether or not this was, this was a well-sorted, well-thought-through thing or not. Yeah, hopefully our listeners took a bite out of this episode and they're digesting everything that they heard. That was terrible. That was terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a pretty bad one, but we're going to go with it. We're going <laughs> to lean good. into it. It's good. Well, we're dads. We're dads. Dad jokes are totally okay and encouraged, frankly. Um, so that was good. So yeah, ground everything you want to do in the future in in revenue. Excellent. Mark, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for the conversation. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Breaking BizDev. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or listen to the show at breakingbizdev.com. This episode was produced by Red Cedar Marketing. If you think a business podcast is right for your company, visit redcedarmarketing.com to learn more.